I remember one day in gym class, I couldn't figure out why the dodgeball was getting bigger and bigger, and then it hit me. <laughs> hey, shh. Welcome back, everyone, to Not Another Needless Sequel, where we talk movies and propose unnecessary prequels, sequels, reboots, and remakes. I'm your host, Kane, and today I have with me my wife, Kelsey. F and A, Cotton. F and A. <laughs> Kelsey will be my co-host as we discuss 2004's Dodgeball, a true underdog story. So what is the story of these underdogs? Uh, an owner of a gym is under threat to have his gym foreclosed upon unless he can raise $50,000 in, is it like a month, 30 days? And so him and some other friends from the gym... Um, enter dodgeball tournament. I mean, that about covers it. When the movie opens up, the very first thing you see is an ass. And I just was sitting there watching it. This ass pops up on screen, and I just thought, you know, this is cinema. This is <laughs> this is really what I've come yeah. for. It's a commercial. It does for turn out to be. For a reference, if somebody <laughs> hasn't watched this movie, I do recommend watching the movie prior to this. However, if you haven't, it's a commercial. <laughs> yes, it's it's a... not bare either. It's <laughs> no, clothed. It is a clothed ass, but it's a commercial for Globo Gym. <laughs> it's the introduction to Ben Stiller's character, White Goodman. And he's just, you know, he's just basically like, are you tired of being a fat fucking piece of shit? I mean, yeah, like, it, I think I'm going to preface this before we keep going. And like, because there's lots of references. I don't think this movie aged well. And they are very like fat phobic in this movie because he says obesity is a disease mm -hmm. that you have like no control over much like baldness <laughs> or necrophilia he says <laughs> ugliness and fatness <laughs> are genetic disorders much like baldness and necrophilia yeah. it's so bad it's, it got it got so dark and i don't i've seen this movie countless times and, and i swear I i've never, never heard him heard say necrophilia no i hadn't either <laughs> I rewound it twice. Yeah, you were like, did he really I say that? I was like, that? he did, because I think before, like, I watch movies and I pay attention, but I feel like the more you watch movies, the more you, like, notice, and also, when I watch them for this, like, I'm taking notes, and yeah. so I'm, like, thoroughly, like... You're watching it in a critical way versus yeah. just, I'm gonna put this on to enjoy it, and especially yeah. if you've seen something before, and you're not watching it for this type of environment, you're barely paying attention at times you know you can get on your phone you can just walk away grab a drink whatever but i have found that doing this podcast has made me even more critical of movies than before i agree but yeah he's just shit talking and i know you said like it's very fat phobic i think of all the things that didn't age well not that that aged well but that one is kind of almost the point is that ben stiller's character is, is like that phobic and the average joe's is yeah it's very much not the opposite. like that yeah no, I agree, but there's just a lot of fat phobic comments. I mean, we'll get more into it later, but yes, certain jokes in this movie did not age well, and when I watched it, I was like, ugh, yeah. like, um, uncomfortable. Well, from that commercial for Globo Gym, it goes to Peter LaFleur's apartment, and you see he's very much the opposite. He's, you know, just kind of, they play him like he's a schlub and uh, also, it's super gross. He wakes up from his dog licking his grundle, as he calls it. His grundle. And even as soon as the dog started, I was like, why is this a scene? Yeah. That, and yeah. in fact, you never see the dog again. They That's... solely brought it in to be like, lick him. Yeah, it was probably Vince Vaughn's like actual pet or something. It's probably Vince Vaughn's but... idea, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> well, I think I think what's even worse is like you're supposed to see that he's like not well put together 
and all of this. And for frame of reference, he wakes up, walks from the couch. He has a bedroom. He has a, a house. Mm-hmm. Walks to the fridge, grabs a bottle of YooHoo, <laughs> and then proceeds to brush his teeth with this bottle of YooHoo. I somehow I was so focused on the dog, I didn't even notice that you did. It, it was so bad. He's like carrying it. He's drinking it. He's in there brushing his teeth, and then to rinse his mouth, he puts the YooHoo in his mouth. Oh. Yeah, so he brushes his teeth with YooHoo. And, like, for me, like, what is YooHoo? Is it chocolate water? That's what I've always been told, but also I don't know if I've ever had... I don't think I've ever had YooHoo either. We were chocolate milk people. I just um, wasn't allowed to have it, and but I had Nesquik, like, powder mix. Yeah, my mom would get us Nesquik, and then when she decided she didn't want to buy Nesquik anymore, it was Hershey's chocolate syrup and milk. And I think like, the Nesquik powder's so much better than the syrup. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like the syrup makes a different consistency. And then we would go to the donut shop, you know, the local donut shop, and just buy, like, (laughs) bottled milk or something. But, yeah, Yeah. definitely I can say I've never had a YooHoo. Yeah. It just looked like chocolate water. I mean, that's disgusting that he's doing any of that. And so he goes to work, I guess. He's leaving his house. You can see he's got this piece of shit car. And it breaks down some point between yeah. his house and... But speaking of speaking of cars, he talks to his car and says, I'm proud of you. It's going to be a good Oh, day. yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> and it just made me think of uh, your car, Agnes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was such a miracle that she ever started. <laughs> I know. She was good to me. She was good but to But his car breaks down, and you see there was people pushing it for him, and I was thinking, like, how did you get these guys to push it? He didn't pay them because he has no money. Yeah. And two... Get out of the fucking car and help push. Yeah, I know. You're literally going like, to sit in there everyone. just guiding He's it. adding 200 plus pounds <laughs> yes. to what these people He's are He's a pushing. big man. Yeah, like, he is. He's like 6'5 or something. Yeah, I think. get He's out of the car. Cool. You open the door. You stick your hand through the window, I something. Agree. But he just has them pushing. Man, I agree. Good guys, I guess. So... He goes into Average Joe's. You can see that it's not the same as Globo Gym in any way. You don't have people in matching outfits. They're not all doing these perfect workouts. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's average people just trying to get a workout in. And it's slowly introducing each character. You see Gordon, who's like one of my favorite characters. I feel like Gordon was really going at it. You know, he's in there. He's talking about, I'm doing different machines. Keep the body, you know, guessing. And he says, like... I've been reading OSQ, Obscure Sports Quarterly. (laughs) Yeah, so he's going around meeting all the people that are going to be the main characters. He talks to Justin Long's character, Justin. Or I swear, I feel like he's played a lot of Justins in movies, but I don't know. Anyway, he's going to die on that machine, Justin. Like, he's all wrapped up in, like, this bowflex machine yeah like he's on the brink of death and one of these days they're gonna come in he's gonna have hung himself on that machine like he needs to stop well we see by the end that he comes through that's true we get a little bit of his backstory as well he's kind of like i'd say one of the bigger secondary characters because he has this side story of he's working out because he wants to be able to join this cheerleading squad for the yeah for the girl that he likes that's the head cheerleader or something And they show how he failed last time. It's a fucked up scene of them just... 
They do this girl so dirty. They ever come out with braces. Literally, literally, this is what I typed in my note. Now that you said that, they did the girl from all that dirty. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Like, Mm -hmm. and you know, she fell on top of him, and I can just say, like, some dudes would pay for that. Don't act like it's the worst thing in the world. Some dudes would fucking kill for that. Also, like, what I can see is like we can, you can tell she's a larger girl, Mm -hmm. right? And she wasn't gonna make the squad, squad regardless. So why did he not make the squad for not being able to lift this very large person with one hand? I mean, all just for the story, like, I guess. There's not a lot. Like, it just, it, I don't know. It just didn't make sense to me. But yeah, they did that girl from all that so dirty. Yeah, they made her just, they tried to make her so terrible. And it was mean. But anyway, as he's met all of the people, he goes into his office and he meets Kate. And they have a discussion about his gym's going to be foreclosed on yeah but like i I don't really fully understand what even is the problem besides the fact that he's not been getting money he's you see that as he's talking to these different people like the pirate uh, steve the pirate is like oh i'm gonna be short and he's like don't worry about it and that was one thing i did think about him is that he seems like a nice guy in that sense is that he cares about all these people he's going to each individual person in the gym and saying like hey how's it going today yeah. That kind of thing. Knows them all on a first name basis. I think it's later in a later scene though. She t- talks about how he hasn't collected membership fees in 13 months. Yes. And it's just like I just feel like he's trying to help the people out, but essentially he hasn't been making his like mortgage payment or rent payments. I don't know if he owns the building. I'm assuming if she says foreclosed, that's that, that he wouldn't that he, own it. That yeah. he would own it. Oh, he and would. And he's missing his mortgage payments. However, Oh, well, yeah, then uh, however, it, the weirdly, bank owns it then then the bank would own it. But this is crazy, and I'll get to why I know this, but when it goes to saying White Goodman is going to pay the Mm $50,000, so I think what happened was White saw that it was, like, in its, like, warning period, and Mm -hmm. you can go and pay the bank, like, Mm -hmm. the mortgage payment or the taxes or something that somebody's not paying, and then it gives them a notice, and if they don't pay it with an X amount of time, they no longer own it, and the person who paid the taxes owns it, which is essentially what White Goodman is doing. I guess he would know, because it is. it does show Average Joe's is quite literally across the street from yeah. Globo Gym. It doesn't even look like a real street. It's like an alleyway. he wants it to be a parking lot. Yes. So he goes into his office. He meets Kate for that discussion. He's gross to her. I'll just say that now. I'll come back to that a few times. But one of the first things he says to this woman in his office is something like, Oh, I didn't know it was my birthday. Like, don't say that, you gross weirdo. Yeah. So he goes to meet White about the meeting or about the foreclosure stuff right Mm -hmm. after that discussion with Kate. And look, White Goodman's obviously a dick the whole movie. He's like very negative about people and their bodies and stuff like that. But also, it sounds like Peter did everything to him. When they're having that first discussion, he's like, which I don't know, he says like, you slept with three of my female trainers. I don't know why that's a problem for you. You shouldn't care. But also, then he's like, you sent me a male stripper. And like, well, what did you do to him? Because Peter doesn't say anything. He's just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to continue to come back to this. But I have my thoughts about Peter LaFleur. I just, I think he's not the greatest guy. So anyway, White is not, I keep wanting to say Dwight because White to me is like not a name. White Goodman is not willing to listen to Peter because of their history. He doesn't care. He's just ready to buy this gym, turn it into a parking garage. And they decide over at Average Joe's they're going to try and do a car wash for money. And it turns out 
on the same day they're doing this car wash, there's another car wash with girls, which is the stereotypical, like, girls in bikinis washing your car, putting their bodies up against your windshield and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That's been in a lot of movies, and I can honestly say I'd be so stressed out they're going to break my glass. I'd be like, can you not lean against this? Yeah, like, yeah. please, back off. Can you just... Back off, yeah. In fact, just wash the car. Yeah, just I wash the car. over here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get it. I just don't understand why they were all in Speedos. Well, they were trying to do the same sexy thing, but nobody... Oh, it didn't look good. It did not look good on them. Except that one guy that picked his belly button. He liked it. it. Yeah, and they said he kept paying him. I say let him keep paying. I know. He keeps paying Justin to wash his tires. (laughs) Let him do it. And he was like, Justin was like scarily like on his hands and knees washing the tires. Which is actually, it's even grosser when you think about the fact that Justin's supposed to be a high schooler. Because it's like 16 or 17. I think he's only a junior. Yeah. Also, another point to Peter not being a great guy is he says... I'm going to go over there and congratulate each one of those girls individually. You're gross. Stop. Stop what you're doing. Just leave those girls alone. You know, you guys failed. Go home. So the car wash doesn't work, and Peter decides he's going to give up, basically. He's throwing beers to everyone, saying, hey, we had a good run. And then Gordon proposes that they play dodgeball. And um, it's because he was reading his, what was it, Obscure Sports Quarterly. OSQ, for sure. Yes, he was reading OSQ, and he's like, I can't believe I didn't think of it. That's when it cuts to Kate Beach going and seeing White, because he requested her to come. They all agree to play. Yeah, okay, so they all agree to play dodgeball, and then Kate and White get together. He's in there with his donut and the... I think it's a piece of pizza. No, that's later. First, oh, it's the donut, the donut, and he has the like the car, car battery hooked up to his nipples. Yeah. He's like, "You want this donut, fat boy?" And he's zapping himself. Yeah. Uh, Michelle comes to tell him Kate's coming. He's like, "Give me ten minutes, or ten, you know, thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Send her in." He puts away the donut and pumps up his crotch full of air. Yeah. Puts his tank top zip up on. Yeah. And gets the, the dictionary, dictionary. <laughs> and runs upstairs. He comes down. He's like, oh, I didn't know you were coming. And she's like, you asked me to. Yeah. And she's like, are you reading the dictionary? He's like, you caught me. I like to break a sweat mentally as well. Yeah. Like, stop. So gross. Yeah. Honestly, like absolutely disgusting. I think what's worse about that is like he continues to make like nasty comments mm-hmm. and she's like very obviously deflecting them away and he like doesn't realize it and he's like what can i say i'm white (laughs) w-h-i-t and she looks at him like are you gonna finish that he goes e (laughs) (laughs) he does such a dumb laugh (laughs) i remember noticing that too ben stiller does an amazing job of playing this kind of character yeah he this dude is such a freak it's like, like a continuation of his character from heavyweights yeah yeah, it is. Yeah, she. he says, like, well, don't think of me as your boss. And, yeah. like, he was trying to date her. She's like, well, I don't. The bank pays, pays me. me. Yeah. Um, but Ipso facto, I'm your boss. Ugh. Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. But he asked her, he's like, we should mate. Yeah. And she goes, Ugh. excuse me? And he goes, date. We should go out on a date sometime. You know, kick it. And she's, like, pukes in her mouth. Yeah. And it's like, sorry, I just threw up in my mouth. And he goes, in some countries, they only eat vomit. Yeah, he's like, I've never been there. And, it like, it's hilarious because he, like, doesn't realize that she's completely repulsed by him. Oh, God. It's so uncomfortable, so nasty. When she leaves, too, he, like, pulls the plug on his inflated, inflated crotch, crotch. And, like, yeah. you hear the wind He's, like, so out. disappointed. He's like, yeah. I mean, you know, even if she was into it, she would have seen eventually that you've pumped up your crotch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. I think, um, do you think that it made it easier that 
Kate Veach was Ben Stiller's wife? Yes, because he didn't have to feel gross Gross about anything he was doing. You can just say these things and laugh about it later, or maybe she was into it. I I mean, maybe, but yeah, I think it made it easier, too. I would have, like, died laughing. Imagine us filming a scene like that, and then, like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I would still be like... I'd puke in my mouth, too. Well, so... It goes back to the Average Joes. They're watching the dodgeball instructional video. And I did see during my research that the entire cast played dodgeball for about a month before the filming began. Like, they actually were out there trying to, like, physically do this. And according to many of the cast members, the hardest part was trying not to flinch when a ball was coming at you. Because that wouldn't look good for the movie, you know? And you can see them trying their hardest to, like, not flinch. They're like, ugh. And it kind of makes me want to see it again. I mean, they're really throwing those balls at each other. I know, that's what I'm saying. It really makes me want to see the movie again because I didn't notice the flinching. Yeah, I mean, they did what they could to cut it out here and there, and they tried, but I thought that that was interesting that they actually did that, and it wasn't just... I guess it'd be hard to replace them with stunt doubles the whole time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's where you also get introduced to Patches in the five Ds of Dodgeball. Yeah, because he was the guy in that original video. Dodge, and, duck, um, dip, dive, and dodge. When they are watching that video, it starts off with that little kid, and the announcer says... Why don't you take a break from that fine lead-based paint? <laughs> that was so good. That is good. And, is you know, good. the kids, he's got the dumbest, like, he's like, jeepers, mister, you scared me. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. And then he's like, see, you make sure you pick the big, strong kids first, and then leave the smaller, weaker kids for the other team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... I think that's supposed to be, like... A foreshadowing to Average Joe's versus Global Gym later, though. I mean, they probably didn't think that much into it, but... Well, so they do their little bit of training there at Average Joe's from that video. Um, First of all, Peter doesn't even stay with them. I mm-hmm. thought, what a dick. He immediately, after the video's over, he's like, all right, guys, well, I'll be in my office. And they're like, all right, well, we're going to practice to make the 50000 for your fucking gym. But sure, you go in your office. And he goes in there to flirt with fucking Kate why is she there? He's like, don't you have an office? She's like, oh, I do. It's very nice. But I don't have all of this financial I think she paperwork. she go through the financial records to prep No it. fucking way. That would be his job. That's not her job. If he can't provide those documents, that's on his ass. No. Peter's just continuing to be a piece of fucking shit. It also shows that they are being spied on by the cutout of White that's mm-hmm. in the gym, which... I meant to say earlier, when they first walk in and see that cutout, how the fuck did that cutout get in there? I don't know, but also in a later scene, I noticed that there's, like, you can see a camera taped to the back of it. It's taped to the back? I thought the eyes were recording the whole time. Yeah, but, like, the camera part is taped to the back with, like, the camera going through the holes. (laughs) They didn't even see it? Yeah. And they moved it. Yeah. (laughs) I just think this movie has some plot holes. (laughs) Anyway, they're spying on them, and he's all pissed off about the fact that they're going to play dodgeball. And I thought, like, why would he even care? He thinks of them as absolute losers. Why would he think that they would even have a chance of winning this dodgeball thing? Like, just ignore it. Just be like, well, that's a fucking stupid idea. So they go for the first dodgeball qualifier match against the fucking... uh, Girl Scouts and to be four seventeen or yeah, something. Something like that. Also, you see Gordon's wife, it's a small scene. Gordon's wife fucking hates him. 
Yeah, she's mail order. Still, what a bitch. Anyway. <laughs> I have so much to say about this dodgeball match. This um, one, the one against Yeah, the... so I'm going to let you get through it, and then I'll give you all of my notes. So I thought it was weird that the Girl Scouts were wearing Girl Scout uniforms, mm-hmm. because I know they have to wear matching uniforms, which that probably doesn't matter for the qualifier match. I don't know. But again, what a terrible choice for your outfit. You have on this skirt. You can't move real well in that. Like, I think it's a skirt. I feel like it's a skirt. Maybe, but still, it's long. It's long. It's got to be restricting their knees, and I just don't think that they really thought that through. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they fucking lose against them, and Peter's like, you're adopted. Your parents don't even love you. Yeah. And, like, I saw a behind-the-scenes thing, and he said, like, 17 different insults to them, and I guess they just went with that one. Anyway, yeah, that that's pretty much kind of the end of that until they're announcing the winner, and then they end up winning by default because one of the girl scouts was taking a bunch of drugs low grade beaver tranquilizers yes and they look and it shows this dude that i well excuse me if it's not a dude i believe it's a dude dressed up as a girl yeah she starts crying (laughs) they're like god damn it bernice yeah so here's the thing at the end of the match that girl that received the beaver tranquilizers was not of the six at the beginning when they walked in, and she was not one of the six celebrating the win, nor was she one of the six that played. That person only showed up for the award ceremony. (laughs) I rewound it twice. Yeah, even worse. Did then. you notice that? I didn't. Th- I thought I was like, I didn't yeah, notice this dude yeah, on. Yeah, no. The I I re. I was like, there's no way I rewound. Yeah, it. I would have seen. Like so, like plot hole, plot hole. Then they go to the bar to celebrate their qualifying for the Vegas match, and the name of the bar is the Dirty Sanchez, and it like says that. Pub Grub Club on mm. the side, and I just feel like I felt dirty after like seeing that and gross, and I was like, of course they would go to a nasty place like this. I don't even know where this movie was supposed to take place i have no idea either i don't know if they ever said it or i ever paid attention i know they go to las vegas but also i don't there's not like a flight scene so i don't know do they already live there or anyway also another question about that when they're at the bar why is kate there why is kate obsessed with them for no reason Yeah, i know because she showed up at the match remember yeah and he's like oh you you know you're obsessed with me yeah very obviously she's a fucking weirdo she's supposed to be here for this and she's literally in love with you for no reason i know but sure anyway they're at the bar um white shows up he shit talks them he like throws or he fucking pushes a waitress into them like he's terrible it's about to get messy yeah, he's awful. He comes there just to tell them he's going to win. And um, he got in because he knows or he helped somebody that's involved with the dodgeball stuff, like lose weight. I think it's the Chancellor, which turns out to be William Shatner. I thought that later on. I was like, is that who he said? William Shatner? He helped William Shatner lose. Yeah, the dodgeball Chancellor help him shed some unwanted poundage before beach season. Ugh. So, yeah. Also, I don't know if I ever noticed before, but you can see patches in the background at the bar having I a drink. I did see that, yeah. And I don't know if I've noticed that before, but he had to have been at the match to see them. So he's, like, following Peter around, which is also creepy. Yeah, and he so he comes up to them outside of the bar, or up to Peter, and he says some shit like, what a terrible match that was. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I skipped over one of my notes that I was really excited to talk about oh, from the bar when White walks up to them. And he's introducing his team. He's like, this is Blade, Laser, Blazer. And Blazer is the quarterback from Mr. Deeds. The one that oh, yes, gets, it is. he's like, goes into No, Mr. daddy, no! Yes, that guy. Yeah. I noticed, I was like, who the fuck is he? He looks familiar. But now I know he's the guy that came in there yelling at him and 
talking shit, but... I think something also of note is when it introduces Fran, the deadliest woman on Earth, with the dodgeball. She kills someone. She kills somebody, number one, <laughs> but number two, it shows Owen falling in love. Yes. Which, that comes up later, an important part of the final match. Apparently, so. there was a cut scene. Well, I'll, I'll come back to that. But yeah, she is, like, showing off, and she throws a dodgeball, just murders a dude in the bar. Mm-hmm. It's just the wild fucking West in here. It is the wild West. So back to Patches. Yeah, Patches is like, my name's Patches O'Houlihan. Yeah, I'm your new I'm coach. I'm your new coach. Like, who asked for this? And then, like, it cuts to the next day when they're talking about the five Ds of dodgeball ball and he's like well that's what the sack of wrenches is for so i just want to say like obviously justin gets smoked in the face with a wrench i'm pretty sure that would break a bone well so i mean obviously for the movie these were all rubber wrenches that the prop department made but justin long's eyebrow actually did get split open by the first wrench that they threw like it was rubber but it was just (laughs) harder than the rest of them yeah like they must have felt so bad but yeah um, you're throwing wrenches. Also, you see him making them dodge cars. A wrench, a car, and a dodgeball, very different speeds. I don't know. All I do, I love the training montage. Like, I don't even yeah. care. I freaking, that's the best part of the movie is the training montage. And then Kate comes into the picture. Well, she walks in. The ball, like, goes flying away from them. She picks it up. It's the stereotypical thing in sports movies where the team that you've been watching loses the ball and then some stranger on the outside grabs the ball and then the team is like little help and then the stranger throws the ball in such an amazing way that they're like oh they're perfect yeah like so she throws it and she's like yeah softball like get the fuck out of here you just took off the head of this damn she's like eight years of softball and first off they make too many lesbian jokes okay she, they, they say, say it this, the whole time. They say the softball thing, and, and then uh, what's what's the guy's name? He goes, softball, she must be a lesbian. Dwight. Dwight. And then, That's um, why I keep wanting to say Dwight when I say white, yeah. because there is a Dwight in the movie. Yeah, and then freaking Patches goes, Billie Jean King said no. <laughs> Like that's, and I've never heard, I never heard that before. And maybe it's because I didn't know who Billie Jean King was. I've learned that since I last watched this movie, which was years ago. And I was just like, this is too many lesbian jokes. Like it's too much. And also that when they're asking him to, or they're asking Kate to join the team, Peter again, showing he's a piece of shit, says, put your mouth where our balls are. What a gross thing to say to somebody. I know. But Michelle, right before she throws that, is watching the camera and sees that she threw the ball and she's helping them or well she's not even helping them but you know and michelle prints out a picture to bring to white why the fuck did you you have the video why are you printing out a piece of paper to show to white i have no idea and this is the pizza scene yes he walks in on him and he's fucking pizza he's got it in his it's got it in his drawers and he's like hot and bothered (laughs) by this pepperoni pizza yeah. He's like, whoa, sorry, sir. He's like, why? What was so important that you had to interrupt me during my personal reflection time? Yeah, it's so disgusting. <laughs> like, it was no problem when he walked in on you with the fucking donut, donut and yeah. nipple clamps. But this, anyway, that was fucking disgusting. The next thing that we see is that White is going to Kate's house. Super creepy and uncomfortable. He knocks on the door. She's like, how do you even know where I live? And he says something like, it's the Public Information Act. And it's like, ew, it doesn't matter what it is. You looked up her address and he's there to give her the good news that she's fired. So now they can date. And she's pissed off, obviously. She is like, get the fuck out of here. He doesn't want to leave. But then Peter shows up, makes him leave. Um, First of all, 
Again, Peter's not the good guy. Why are you here? You're just as creepy. You also looked up her address because how the fuck would you know where she lives? On top of that, once White leaves, he just walks in. He doesn't ask her. He walks past her and she's like, oh, wait. And then there's like a weird like unicorns everywhere. And she's like, I like unicorns. What a weird scene. It came out of nowhere. But yeah, Peter's a fucking creep for showing up like that as well. I personally loved seeing White get smoked in the face, though. Like he got what he deserved, making him bleed. He's like, nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Mm-hmm. nobody yeah. yeah that is a good scene and he gets back he goes back to his car and i think it's M- michelle driving <laughs> it's the motorcycle they're on like a moped yeah he gets on the back he's much smaller obviously flips, flips him off. <laughs> yeah. he's like at less than half the size of michelle yeah for sure and so when peter's in there with kate he's trying to get her to join the team again and he's like gives her a card that says free back rub from peter Again, I'm telling you, Peter is a disgusting well, piece of says, shit. Well, then he says, play your cards right, that could turn into a full body. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I wrote the same thing down. It's, <laughs> it is creepy. Next is they go to the dodgeball tournament. Yes. Once Kate agrees, they go to the dodgeball tournament. Uh, you meet the ESPN announcers, which I think might just be the best part of the movie. I agree. I agree with Jason that. Jason Bateman and Gary Cole. Yeah. Like, they, they're fucking hilarious. Apparently, they had to re-record their lines a bunch because the plot kept kind of changing but they fucking nailed it they did they did you know in the montage when they're all getting like dressed and players are walking by and you can hear announcers before i think it's before you meet jason bateman yeah um in the background it says all players must be vaccinated for cholera shingles and syphilis before play begins (laughs) dyslexic players will not be allowed on the court (laughs) why like there is no vaccine for cholera or syphilis that is that i didn't know (laughs) those do not exist cholera is a foodborne illness it's one of those highbrow jokes for you smart types huh i had no idea and shingles vaccines you don't get until you're 50 and people people now probably don't even need the shingles vaccines because you only get vaccinated for shingles if you've had the chicken pox well i had no idea i just i mean i laughed at the syphilis one syphilis does not have a vaccine either well i laughed because i was like why would they like that's not gonna happen (laughs) yeah i know and then like obviously the dyslexic players but i was just like what the dumbest line I've yeah. never heard them say that before. Like, I've never no, noticed it. Either. And I'm, like, intently watching. And I'm, like, cholera. Yeah. Like, none of this makes any sense. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's a different movie altogether when you're actually trying to pay attention to things like that. On top of that, you see that the ESPN channel that is uh, hosting this is called um, ESPN... 8 Ocho. Yes. Now... <laughs> I thought, well, so it's not really a real channel. It's that every year around the same time ESPN changes its name of one of its channels to that for, I guess, this movie. But they were also making fun of ESPN in the first place because ESPN2 used to be ESPN2 The Deuce. Yes, it did. And so they're making fun of that, which what a gross name and stupid anyway. And I thought that was funny. But you start seeing all the other teams that they're going to go against. A bunch of them show up like front and center, the names of the teams. But I like paused it and looked at the board. And I just want to read off some of my favorite names. Okay. We have MILFs. It's M.I.L. Yeah. I yeah. think they play them later. Maybe. There's Moose Knuckles. Ew. Um, their symbol, in fact, for Moose Knuckles is a close-up of a man's shorts. <laughs> 
disgusting. With a visible moose knuckle. The clown punchers. <laughs> Mulchers. She mullets. Cousins. That's spelled C-U-Z-Z-I-N-S. Doom balls. Dangerous furies. Or furries. It was kind of hard to read that one. Skills that kills. That's and, who they play later. Skills that kills. Yes. They don't play the mills. And Las Vegas PD. Yeah, the Las Vegas PD is who. <laughs> they go up against Globo, Globo Gym. Gym. Yeah. But yeah. I was just reading some of these names and that was killing the me. Milfs is my favorite. Also, when it's showing all that, the ADAA screen, it says at the bottom, go balls deep. Like, that's their, like, motto, which you can't do that. You can't have that on live TV. Pretty gross. So, they do their first match, and they have their matching outfits, but I guess they got the wrong box, and they have the BDSM clubs, like, outfits, and they just decide to go with it. I guess they had to, because old boy said he threw the... Yeah. old ratty ones away i just want to go back to the match okay you see the match and you know peter comes back in at the end and him and kate win the match for the team right yeah but gordon is the first player eliminated in that match mm-hmm. so he should have been the one to come back in when kate caught the ball i was wondering that when he came back i was like is there no rules on who's supposed to come no, back it there is rules did you look these rules up or are you just a professional dodgeball i'm just a professional dodgeball. okay well, look it up. I know it's They true. couldn't have that. They First had off, to. They explain it in the Patches O'Houlihan video, I think. Maybe. Isn't that also the team they go against that's coached by David Hasselhoff? Yes. When Team Blitzkrieg Blakes, they go, Hasselhoff. <laughs> and he yells at them. He calls them losers. Mm-hmm. And he smashes the mixer on the ground. Schweiner. Something. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they win that first match and. Uh, Justin also runs into Amber as they're like celebrating and leaving. Yes. Amber, which that'll come back later, but I did want to mention that she is there. They do make note to tell you that Amber and the cheerleading squad are there in Las Vegas for their own tournament. And um, he sees the guy that Amber's with. I don't fucking remember his name, but Dwight is like, maybe he'll fall off that roller coaster and break every bone in his body. He does. Later yeah, on, that's what does. they say. They're like, he broke every bone in his body. Did he say it happened to my cousin's boy, somebody's boyfriend? He's like, boop, dead. Yep. So, um, Patches, or no, at first they do like the follow-up montage. Like they show them going through a few different matches. The fucking uh, LAPD, or no, it's Las Vegas PD. Mm-hmm. When they go up against them, I love that they all had on like Oakley glasses. <laughs> they did. They did. Another thing is at the end of that montage, they show how their average Joe's is struggling and about to lose against skills that kills. And they call a timeout mm-hmm. and Gordon is the only one left. And then it pans to his son and David Hasselhoff is flirting, smooching on. and Was like it making, David Hasselhoff? I thought it was just some guy. I think it's David Hasselhoff. Either way. <laughs> is smooching on his wife. Yeah. And he's he wins like, the entire rah, match. Rah. Fucking kills it. But it just made me have a flashback to Office Space when yeah. he was like, I'll burn this whole place to the ground. <laughs> I was like, he did just burn the whole place to the ground in dodgeball form. Well, so in a deleted scene, actually, when that match is over, his wife comes out and is like i love you and he says i want a divorce and i'm like why did you cut that out i need that win for my man gordon I know. they had the minutes too. and the kids like, cheer like they're like yes like they're excited oh, about it i wonder what happened to their mom i don't know i don't know if he ever even mentions it um know. before the next thing that's gonna happen at some point patches gives peter a sweat rag i don't know it was after the first match yeah so he's like 
he gives it to him and peter's like i can't accept this patch is like yeah no shit it's this dirty stained sweat rag <laughs> like who the fuck wants this anyway then after like the montage of matches um they're walking through the casino again and patches gets crushed yeah they said we can actually win and cheater goes as long as we've got patches we've got a shot boom the luck of the irish falls and kills patches yeah ridiculous and that moment after that is honestly pretty sad. Like, Steve the Pirate goes to drain the sea monster, and then... <laughs> he does say that. Yeah. I gotta go drain the sea monster. Mm-hmm. And then Peter is mean to him after... Oh, well, he after he makes the deal with White. I guess we should talk about that first. Well, yeah, so when he goes to his apartment, he sees White there. And when... <laughs> When White is standing in the seat and Peter, like, goes there, Michelle comes out of the bathroom and White says, Michelle is having some digestive issues. I hope you don't mind. Like, he went in there and used his fucking bathroom and Peter's like, can you close that? He's like, no. (laughs) To keep the lighting in the dark room. Yeah. So, and then White's, like, offering him $100,000. He's like, I don't know if you've ever seen $100,000. And they open the briefcase (laughs) just one stack of money yeah (laughs) and like i think a real hundred thousand dollars would be like two or three stacks but still it wouldn't be like movies typically show you an entire briefcase and i thought that was hilarious um so peter accepts the deal and then he basically like just gives up on them for no reason like he's just an absolute dickhead for no reason i didn't understand why he decided to be a dick to them he goes back to the bar where they're trying to figure out what to do. And he's just like, I don't know. And then he throws Steve the pirate against the wall and is like, you're not a pirate. Like, just an absolute piece of shit for zero reason. I agree with that. I wrote that down as well. I was like, that's the saddest thing in the movie is when he's mean to Steve the pirate. And then Steve the pirate's walking down the strip and people are like, watch it, freak. Somebody throws something at him. No fucking way on the Las Vegas strip would anyone even notice Steve the pirate, let alone say something. There's all kinds of shit going on on that strip. I agree. I agree. Wholeheartedly. And then it pans to the next day where they're all heading to the match. Kate notices Peter has checked out of the hotel and is going to be gone. They're talking about it, saying that Owen's going to have to play. And then Justin gets pulled aside by Amber because... He apparently uh, knows the routine. Why would he know the routine? I know. He didn't he's make the, tryouts. He's a center cute beat with me. If we don't have the center cute beat, we can't do the routine. There's no reason why he would know it. But yeah. she brings him. And so he's gone too. Um, and then it pans to the airport, right? Where mm-hmm. Peter is sitting at the bar with Lance Armstrong. And like that entire... Lance Armstrong being in the movie didn't age well. How many athletes do you think they asked before somebody said yes how many different athletes i think they did i think just lance armstrong only because he did have cancer and did overcome and you think they wanted it for that joke just to be like yeah giving up for no reason what's funny the reason it didn't age well is because he's like then i was treated for brain lung and testicular cancer all at the same time overcame that and then won the tour de france five times it's because he was doping and he's since had all of those wins stripped but he did still have cancer right yes Okay, well, I mean, there's that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know. I. he's like, I, but you yeah, go ahead. You probably Peter. have a good reason for giving up. Like. You probably have a good reason for quitting. I know this decision won't haunt you forever. Yeah. Like, it's so funny and it's so fucked up, but I was like, yeah. And then back to, I guess, Justin and them, they win the cheerleading match. Yeah. And he, I don't know how they knew that they won in that moment, because, like, there was no, like. I know. 
Yeah. Just the way they cheered, I guess. But Justin runs back to them. They're already forfeiting the match because they didn't have enough players. They think they're going to lose even by the time Peter shows up. But then the committee is able to overturn that. But anyway, they have the final match. Um, You know, it's what you'd expect. They end up winning because he throws... Well, before that, they are going into sudden death from double fault. He does, like, a very Star Wars... I'm going to cover my eyeballs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's like, White, you look awful fat in those shorts. Yeah. White grabs his ass as he walks away. It's like he didn't even need to say that. Like, I thought he said that, like, oh, I'm going to get in his head. But that didn't matter. Yeah. And then after Average Joe's wins, because he takes out, uh, Peter takes out White. Yeah, he does also like a Matrix dodge. Cotton says, I have witnessed the pyramids of Egypt. I've witnessed the Great Wall of China. I have even witnessed a grown man satisfying a camel. Like, <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. The, I did hear just that. Just, like, the lines, I was just like, Bleh. Yeah. I mean, so when they win, too, Amber screams out, I love you, Justin. Hold the fuck on. Well, what's funny is she says, Justin, I love you, in the middle of the match, and then he gets hit in the face. Oh, is that? Out. Yeah. Okay. I, I said at the end of the match, yeah. Like, no, you don't. You guys are in high school, and you guys don't even talk. Well, that's... <laughs> Don't worry, that's coming up. Well, okay, so yeah, so they win the match, and there was actually an alternate ending where they did not win, where right there where Peter got hit by him in the end, it was just over, and that was it. And I guess test audiences didn't like that, so they changed it. I I think for this context of this movie, I wouldn't have liked it. Oh, I disagree, but I'll get back to that in a minute. Oh, well, he, that's going to be his sequel. So, when... <laughs> When they're celebrating as well, fucking, um, they bring out the winnings, like, that Peter had bet on them. First of all, why the fuck are they bringing the winnings to this court? I just, I think, yeah. Because they, they had to show yeah. it. That would never happen. They And then at the exact same time, here are your winnings, Mr. LaFleur. Like, they already had it ready. They had $5 million in cash. Yeah, just just there. in the chest already for whoever mm-hmm. won. Like, bullshit. That doesn't make any sense. And then... Kate's girlfriend or wife or something shows up and they're like, oh, she is a lesbian. And she just makes the fucking worst joke. She's like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm bisexual. And she should have added, I'm also a cheater. Because then she just walks over to Peter to kiss him. Did you fucking make this like agreement with your girlfriend already? Yeah. Or what the fuck is going on? I agree. It was super confusing. And then it goes to an average Joe's commercial. Yes. Which like, I like the theme of the gym. If you just want to come make some friends, lose a few pounds. And then they're like doing dodgeball classes. Amber is like seven months pregnant in those dodgeball classes. Like at, in that commercial, Amber is like seven months pregnant. Oh shit. So I was like, they're oh my just, god, yeah, they're in high school. I was, yeah, which is fine. Like people have kids in high school all the time, but I was like, I was just kind of surprised. I was like, they, they just started their relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. And then you know, at the end, at the credits, he goes. It shows white. White has gained all the weight back. He's yeah. back to his former self, and he's eaten like a KFC chicken bucket. And he's like, he 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 he, and then yeah. blames Chuck Norris. People loved that line. I remember when this movie came out, all the fucking kids that saw... I didn't see it when it first came out, but I remember in school, 
just all the fucking kids just running around like idiots. Fucking Chuck Norris. Shut up. Stop. I know. What a terrible line to repeat. Anyway, what did you rate this movie? I gave it a three out of five. But now that we've talked about it, like the more I think, I think it's more of like a 2.5, 2.7 out of five. But yeah. I gave it a two out of five. I fucking hated I mean, I this think movie. That's fair. <laughs> I think that's absolutely fair. I don't think it aged well. I think that I found this a lot funnier like back in the day. But mm-hmm. now that like I understand the jokes more, I'm just like, it's fucking... Well, it's it's insane to me. Like I want, I fully believed I was going to like this movie. I mean, I had seen it before and I just remembered liking it. I thought I was going to like it. I expected to give it at least a three, three and a half, something like that. If not a four and just, I just fucking hated it. I, I was hate off Peter. Put I was off put by it. It's not because I hate Peter. I was just like, how oh, this movie's like, it's, it doesn't make sense. Like there's so many holes in it. Well, it's for me, it's Peter. It's that thing where I mentioned this to you before. There was this period of time where they did movies where the good guy, quote unquote, would win. And the good guy was always a gross fucking piece of shit. Like Grandma's Boy. Remember we watched Mm -hmm. that? And I said the same shit. I was like, he sucks. Like he shouldn't win. Peter does not deserve to win. White needed an attitude adjustment. That's it. Uh, I mean, White was a little gross too, but I would argue Peter's grosser than White towards Mm -hmm. Kate. Maybe because Kate was around Peter more, but Peter fucking sucks. I do not think Peter should have won. Fuck Peter. Average Joe's is good. The rest of them, those are good guys. Not Peter. Mm. Peter sucks. Fuck Peter. (laughs) (laughs) And the end. We'll see you next time. (laughs) We still have things to do. (laughs) Let's play a game. Okay. So, I have six numbers. Don't look. You're going to pick from the six numbers for each of us. And the numbers correspond with a character. And we are going to read the lines that you see on that screen, each as whatever character you've picked. Okay. So, pick a number one through six. Five. Okay, so five... You're going to be Bill Lumberg from Office Space. If you remember, that's Gary Cole's character. The boss walks around. And then pick a number for me. Three. So I'm going to be Brandon from Zack and Miri Make a Porno. That's Justin Long's character. You can do either one. Do you want to start off? Do you want to do Cotton's line or Pepper's line? I feel like... Yours might be funnier if you read that first, right? Okay. Well, I'll do cotton and your reply is pepper. I'm being told that Average Joe's does not have enough players and will be for forfeiting the championship match. It's a bold strategy, cotton. <laughs> Let's see if it uh, pays off for him. Okay. <laughs> I like it. All right. The next one. Pick another number. One. One is White Goodman. So from this movie. You're going to be that, and then pick another. A six. That's Milton from Office Space, <laughs> played All by right. Stephen Root. Would you like me to read the White Goodman line or the Peter Lafleur Well, I guess line? don't read the White Goodman line, because that would be too easy. So you read it as White Goodman, but you read Peter LaFleur's line. You really think you can come in here and buy me out? White, you're a lot dumber than I thought. <laughs> I'm going to have to get close to the mic for mine, because I feel like Milton talks low. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I don't think I'm a lot dumber than you thought that I think that I thought that I was once. <laughs> <laughs> he does talk. It had a little Bobby Boucher to it. Oh, my bad. <laughs> All right, last one. Mine wasn't good either. 
So you have to pick between either two or four. Um, I guess four. Okay. So you're JP from Grandma's Boy, oh. played by... Beep, boop, boop, yeah. beep. <laughs> yes, right. played by Joel <laughs> David Moore. And so then I'm Derek Zoolander. That's good, because I've never seen Zoolander. Oh, you haven't? No, oh, okay, my so, bad. <laughs> okay. So it's probably a good thing that I got what okay. I got. So do you want to do Peter's lines or White's lines? White. Okay. You need some help leaving, White? This doesn't concern you, LaFleur. <laughs> Not nearly as much as your hair does, that's for sure, but uh, I believe she asked you to leave. <laughs> I get it. You caught the scent of a lesser stag in your nostrils. Pity. <laughs> I'll let you have your little moment, LaFleur. Because after this tournament, your gym, your life, and your gal are going to be mine. To be continued. I think that those lines worked good for JP in general. <laughs> like, those just seem like well, him. Because he doesn't talk like that all the time. He doesn't, but, you know. <laughs> He does, like, the robot noises when he's walking away. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, should we do sequels? Yeah. Okay. Up until this point, from the game on, if you heard a noise in the background, my apologies. Should be good now. But we're just going to have to continue from here. Don't hate us. All right. So, my sequel, uh, it's a direct sequel. I titled it Dodgeball 2, The Legend of the Five Ds. Um, it's been about 20 years since Average Joe's won the dodgeball tournament and, you know, Peter took over Global Gym, made it Average Joe's, all of that. Um, and he still owns and runs that gym, but everyone else has kind of gone their separate ways, whether they're kids, they've all had families now, and, like, he just doesn't. He's still a lonely, lonely person. All of a sudden, White Goodman gets wheeled into the gym. <laughs> as Wheeled. Wheeled as his large self. Yeah. And people are like, you have to do this or you're going to die. He's very obese. And he asked Peter for help oh and to make amends. Oh, my God. So Peter agrees. And over a montage of exercise and eating right, insert song here, White becomes his old self again. And then he steals Patch's scarf from the dodgeball gymnasium mm. where they run dodgeball classes. Because he thinks it's going to help him win the National Dodgeball Championship, which is his redeeming moment. Okay. He ultimately, like, gets himself, you know, a team, and it's not called Globo Gym. It's, I don't know, I didn't come up with a name. I think it should be something just directly rated to White, because we know he's very self-involved. Yeah. And that's how he's going to be self-involved again. Like, you know. Anyways, so next is going to be, like, Peter going and finding each of the members of the old team, like... He's going to go to Justin and, you know, say, hey, we got to do this one more time. Ultimately, the old band will get back, back together one last time for patches because Peter and White have made a bet that if Peter, whoever wins the tournament, gets to keep Patches' scarf forever. Mm, okay. I think that that sounds more likely the sequel than mine yeah i mean i just want a direct sequel um i at first I, let me tell you what my original idea was and like if you like that better sure i didn't fully flesh it out but i was like white has stolen the scarf and he's still very large but he thinks it's gonna give him the power it gave peter <laughs> that beat him yeah. and he holds a series of like it's dodgeball matches but it's mortal Kombat style 
yeah. dodgeball matches where they have to fight their way and win like the matches your own private through getting tournament. yeah through getting to white and then ultimately have to battle white in the end. Which I guess the like my idea is kind of the same thing, and I kept the patches thing, but I was like. I feel like Mortal Kombat, like, that's not it. Like, that would make it bloody. So, anyway, the Legend of the Five Ds, because it's the Legend of Patches. I see. I like it. So, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, a sequel has been announced. I mean, it's been rumored for years, and though I was just looking into it, it said that Vince Vaughn's returning, but it actually didn't say anything about anyone else. Yeah. Just Vince Vaughn, for sure. Um, So, we'll see. But mine I titled Dodgeball 2, Fall of the Underdogs. Oh, we all know where this is going, because he <laughs> hated Peter. <laughs> So Average Joe's gym has been steadily declining as Peter has continued his relaxed business practices. I don't see why that would change. So he's still walking around for years just like, oh, yeah, you can pay me back later. He has a bigger gym now, so he's just being screwed over by more people. And after discussing his options with Kate, who works as a lawyer for Average Joe's, Peter believes this is actually going to be the end of Average Joe's. A mysterious benefactor... Stitches O'Houlihan <laughs> oh swoops in, offering to pay off all of Average Joe's debt. Stitches would be played by Owen Wilson. Stitches only wants one thing in return, for the winners of the 2004 International Dodgeball Open to compete in a private tournament where only the best of the best play. Peter has no choice and agrees not seeing any downside. Meanwhile, White Goodman hears about this and sees it as his opportunity to get revenge and then we go into a weight loss montage oh of him. Oh my gosh, you copy No, no, no. He's now decided this is the only reason for him to lose weight. It's been years, 20 years, and he hasn't cared. And now he's like, this is it. And so he goes into a montage losing weight. Then we go to the private island. We see the tournaments being held there. The first match of the island is Average Joes versus the Purple Cobras. Not Globo Gym, Purple Cobras, just Purple Cobras. And White shows up. And I think this would be a funny joke where he shows up and he's still fat. <laughs> like you see the <laughs> montage and you think, yeah, he's going to show up. <laughs> but because it was a last minute thing, obviously he couldn't lose weight yeah. <laughs> in a little bit of time. So White shows up and he's still overweight and he does not have any of his original team. No elite members on his team. He just has a bunch of random people he's picked up that all hate him. I'm thinking you can make a joke out of that too. Have like one guy on the team that's a personal trainer and the personal trainer's, like, urging him, like, you're not ready for this. You just came to me last week. Have, like, a fast food employee who knows him very well because he's been going there a yeah. lot. Things like that. Anyway, obviously, they lose to the average Joes easily because they're ridiculous. On their way out, uh, like the Purple Cobras, on their way out, White would make some kind of curious comment about the whole tournament and about Stitches O'Houlihan, which would lead Peter to a shocking discovery. Stitches made all of his money in dodgeball tournaments growing up, and he plans to not only pay off the debt of Average Joe's, but to buy the remaining stock in Average Joe's and force everyone that goes to Average Joe's to compete in his tournament in order to keep their membership or to gain future membership. Stitches is absolutely obsessed with dodgeball because it was the only thing his father actually ever loved. He even earned his name Stitches for his brutality during dodgeball games growing up. And that really is the bad guy of the movie. Owen Wilson. Reluctantly, Peter goes to White for more information and they form an alliance. Uh, White and Peter slowly form an actual friendship, but it's not enough as in the end, they're going to be beaten by Stitches in the final game. 
And at this point, this could either lead into a third movie or just fucking be done with that. And Peter and White would open up a new small nonprofit gym and they focus on helping underserved communities full of conflict find a way to work together because they did, even though they're not alike and they wouldn't have reasons to be friends. But, you know, I want them to lose because I hate them. <laughs> I think that they didn't deserve to win in the first like place. Stitches is a good person either. He's, he's not. But also, he was basically abused by his father into thinking dodgeball is the only thing that matters. It is. I mean, you Dodge, saw what a piece of shit he seemed like. Yeah, I could see a funny like flashback to him being a kid and getting wrenches thrown at him. <laughs> anyway. Pretty good. Ours had some similarities, I, too. I know. I mean, I Which said... is, like, weird, because, like, it is kind of Mortal Kombat. Yours is, like, I was thinking also, like, Dodgeball meets Balls of Fury. It is like Which that is, like, too. what yours is. And, yeah. like, that was, like, my original idea. It was, like, Dodgeball meets Balls of Fury. And yeah. then I was, like, oh. I th- initially, one of my thoughts was that I was going to have um, White Goodman have a twin brother running the heavyweights camp. And it was going to be a heavyweights dodgeball crossover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and... I thought I also thought that, like, White would get in shape and Peter and them would get in shape. And then something happens to their teams and they have to merge. Yeah. Like a very bring it on situation. Basically, I just had. There's like the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they do. Well, thank you for making it this far. We hope you enjoyed. If you were able and willing, please share our show with someone. Leave us a review. Or come back for more next week. If you'd like to vote on whose sequel idea was the best, come by our YouTube channel for the polls or let us know your idea with a comment, tweet, or you can reach us at needlesssequel at gmail.com. Links, as always, will be wherever you are listening. All right, be easy, everyone. We will see you next week. Bye!